shit on me Hey everyone, this is Anthony with Interviews at Everyday People. Um, this is the uh, the start of my new little at-home quarantine thing. Um, this won't air for a while yet because I, I have a pretty nice backlog of episodes. But for the next, from here out, you're going to hear just a lot of this is over the phone. Um, so be mindful. You know, sometimes you're going to hear some interviews from, the, from here on out that are going to be a little... Um, Maybe not the internet connection drops out because everybody in there and their brother is on the internet at this point in time being home. Um, but today we're going to be talking to uh, Jordan Miller. Um, I got that right, right? Yes, you did. All right. Because some people put their first and last name on Facebook and it's not their actual maybe last name. So I just always double check that as well. Um, you actually might have heard an uh, interview I did with Jordan way back when when uh, we were at Culture to Culture. We sat down and talked to Jordan. Um, he, he told us a little bit about the stuff he's been through and, and some of the struggles he went through. So we're going to get a, a little bit of an update on Jordan. And then uh, who knows where it's going to go from there, right? All right. All righty. So Jordan, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm Jordan. Um, I'm 26 years old. Um, uh, my birthday is actually tomorrow. All right. And I, well, tomorrow being thanks. would be um, uh, April April nineteenth, uh, correct? Correct. Yeah. So, because like I said, this will air a little bit a little further out, so we definitely know when uh, when <laughs> so we can give the people a time lapse at how long out you know we've been recording. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go ahead. So, I mean, I, with uh, this COVID-19, um, we, it's been um, putting a damper on a lot of things that I've been doing, such as the volunteer fire company. Uh, I'm a volunteer firefighter. I've been doing this since um, I was 17, but I grew up around it with, with my uncle, my two uncles being firefighters, one being an assistant chief for uh, a, a county company and then my one uncle was a firefighter for the city of Reading and um, so I thought you know what I, my dad was a firefighter my two uncles were firefighters and now it, and my one brother was a firefighter so I'm like okay yeah it's now my turn now I have to fulfill this yeah and I've been now doing this since the age of 17 and I'm with the current fire company I'm with. I've been there five years, and this October would be six years. Awesome. And um, thank you. Um, so, I mean, I, I thank all the brothers and sisters out there that put their lives out in the line there, too. And, I mean, we, we, they don't take a break. We don't take a break. 
But um, with my mental health, I, I can honestly say it doesn't stop me from anything, even at the fire company. But um, they can honestly help me. They help me. They tell me like, hey, they know my limits and and they help me through my limits, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, do you want to give us a I little? Honestly say, do you want to give us a quick rundown of maybe some of the things you're how you're kind of uh, talking about a little bit of uh, some stuff, some, some struggles and challenges you go through? Sure. Um, so, like, I there are times where I can I, I know how to read, but there are times where I don't know how to like pronounce the words or read the full sentence, and, and sometimes it it may make sense to me or may not. And then I asked my uh, chief or somebody, Hey, what does this mean? And they actually explain it to the best of my ability. And sometimes I don't understand it still. And then I say, Hey, can you explain it a little bit better? And they explain it. And it's like, Oh, okay. Now I get it. So you would and say, you would say maybe I, you have some, I mean, like a learning disability. Correct. Okay. I, I was in, when I was in school, I personally feel like I was rushed through, yeah. um, which is horrible to say, but it, that's how I felt mm-hmm. and how I feel currently. Um, I, um, I was placed in uh, emotional support when I was in seventh grade, and which I thought was great. And then eighth grade, I was put into a, a different class, different classes. Um, which was life skills. And then um, from eighth grade to my senior year of high school, I was in uh, life skills, mm-hmm. also known as spe- special education. And what really upset me is two days before I graduated, my teacher said to me, um, you shouldn't have been in life skills. You should have been in emotional support. And I looked at him and I said, what is that supposed to mean? And he said, you were too advanced for our classroom. We should have put you in emotional support. So I was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. thanks. Why didn't you guys do this before? So that's my education background. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, nothing like being told, hey, you should have been in different classes until you're about to graduate. Yeah. But they kind of, they're kind of like saying to you, like, my, "Hey, we kind of let you down. We're sorry. Have fun in the real world now." Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, really. And so now I'm like learning different things on my own, and I can honestly say it's like, "Holy crap! I wish I would have learned this when I was in school." Mm-hmm. But my biggest strong point of school was history. I loved history. Um, I I couldn't do science. I I would either slack off in science or I, I just didn't, I could never follow through with it except for when it came to astronomy, astronomy. I was always intrigued by too. That's the only thing I liked in science. Mm-hmm. But, um, what, what was really cool is when I, when I graduated high school, um, I can honestly say it was a really cool. Um, I got my diploma, shook the hands with the, the superintendent and, I, um, I I was really proud of myself. I um, got my diploma. I got my last uh, my report card in the mail, and I made highest honor the high honor roll. And it 
and made me feel really proud of myself. Gotten my diploma and, and then getting that. I mean, my senior year, I got honor roll, honor roll, honor roll, and then highest honor roll. And I was really proud of myself. But at the same time, I was kind of disappointed in myself because it was like, okay, I did all this work. And then, two, like I said, two days before you're being told, hey, you should have been an emotional support. Mm -hmm. And what emotional support is, is where they are advanced and they teach you more higher functioning people yeah. with special needs. So it's like, oh, well, uh, that would have been cool. But um, no, other than that, um, and then I went into college for a little bit. Um, I was learning how um, culinary arts. And um, I would always, when I was little, I was always watching my mom and dad how to cook. And the best way to learn how to cook, I mean, my mom and dad would always try to trick me. They would always say, okay, here, let's watch TV while we're cooking. But it's like, I would always turn the TV off and we would listen to Italian music because being part Italian, I would, um, we would listen to Italian music or Irish music and we would listen to this stuff. And if I uh, messed up the recipe, um, you wouldn't hear the end of it. Um, mm -hmm. But if you made the recipe just the way it was, you would never hear the end of it too, because it was either A, good or B, bad. And it was always so good. Nice. And, so is that something you, know, you, you do now for like, one of your hobbies or things that you're trying to pursue yourself into is culinary arts? Actually, no. Um, I actually don't do culinary. I mean, I cook still, yeah. Mm -hmm. But my goal in life is actually, there's two goals I have, but I'll get into that one then. But the big, one of the biggest goals I have is actually to be a peer specialist. Um, what a peer specialist is, is somebody with a mental health diagnosis and he or she tries to match up with somebody that he's he or she is compatible with that has the same mental health issues or challenges with that person and they mentor them and they help them through their mental health issues as well and that's what i want to do mm -hmm. i uh, met my peer specialist and then i actually met my peer specialist's boss at one point and his name um, it's a really cool thing. And I saw one of my peer specialists got his first peer specialist job and it was really cool. And I am so honored to meet those two people. And it's so cool. So cool. Now, and have you taken any of the we steps to start to, that um, process? Actually, I, I can't right now. I don't think because I was just recently hospitalized, okay. which kind of stinks but you know what my health comes first mm -hmm. absolutely and but um what i'm gonna do is take care of me and you know what eventually i will do it and i can i, I promise this i will do my two goals in life and that is become a peer specialist and then my second goal is and i promise i i know i could do this because i'm studying this really hard and i know i could do it is to solve President John F. Kennedy's assassination. Those are my two goals in life right now. You you want to solve the the, the JFK? Correct. Awesome. And I've been watching videos on it and reading books about it. What are, what are your theories? 
So my for my theory is the the final shot that got President Kennedy what didn't come from behind. I if you ask me, I don't I think it came from the front. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you watch uh, if you go on YouTube, you can watch uh, a clip of a um, uh, home video of uh, the guy named Abraham Zupruder, and he got uh, the video of President Kennedy being assassinated. And he he's the one that got the video of him being assassinated. And he he actually was told that he had to turn in the film, but they told him he can keep the original film, but then they asked him to, if they can have a copy of it, in which he gave them a copy. And his camera is actually on display down in Washington, D.C. Well, his video cap camera oh fantastic yeah i i did see that as yep. well um yeah that's 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 all really fascinating stuff there um now what do you what do you do do you work or anything now or do you just kind of are you like what are you doing with this whole quarantine i'm basically going to my um uh programs which is called threshold down in Reading, pennsylvania and i also go to another program that is called Hope Springs Clubhouse, which is also for uh, young youth and adults, for uh, people with mental health. And they help you either find a job, uh, which is with through Hope Springs, they help you find a job or get into uh, colleges, or they help you with your goals. And so there's a goal that, that I'm working on is actually, uh, um, reading body language because, like I said, I, I'm starting to learn different things. And um, body language is one, number one. And then my second goal is to have assertive communication. Um, you don't want to have aggressive assertive communication because you don't get anywhere in life when you do that because it's not good. But yeah. um, when you have proper assertive communication, that's when you get more um, and my third goal is um, to um, uh, associate with my colleagues in the, the program. And so, like, sometimes I have trouble talking and uh, have trouble associating with people. Mm-hmm. And so I basically try talking more than I normally do. Yeah. And sometimes I struggle with it what are what like can you kind of can you kind of like so people who are listening who who under you know like for me example like i i I, communication is not something i have an issue with so when i hear people saying like i have an issue with that can you kind of like describe in your best words of what are some of your barriers that you go through with that sure so like sometimes like when i talk to somebody i go quiet right away Mm -hmm. or i talk too much and sometimes I overstep people in talking and I don't mean to. Or sometimes I like when I talk, I, I'll i give one more to answers like, yeah, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, and then I'll stop talking and then I'll walk away from somebody. And I, I, it's not that I mean to do it to you guys. It's on girls and ladies and gentlemen. It's just the way... I 
my mental health is. And, yeah. and I'm not using that as a crutch. Please don't think I am. Yeah, no. It, it's just, it's just the way I was brought up. And it's like, oh, crap. And now that I'm a lot older, I can honestly say that I'm working on that and it's getting better. Fantastic. So now a lot of the things that I, I've been hearing, like a lot of people that, you know, have issues with this, with the the lockdown and stuff has been, you know, mental health issues being uh, on the rise. They're saying with, with this whole COVID-19 kind of being stuck in the house and, and stuff like that. Has, has that been something that you've been struggling with? I can honestly say yes and no. Um, I've been uh, going to my programs, like I said, Threshold and the Hope Springs Clubhouse, or sometimes I'll just sit outside or sit in my room and just write stories mm -hmm. or play my Nintendo Switch. Uh, what games have you been playing? I've been playing Assassin's Creed uh, 3 Remastered or NBA. The NBA series. Oh, nice! I've been I've been playing yes. a lot of the Animal Crossing. I, I was going to ask, how is that? It looks kind of interesting. Uh, all right. So if I describe this game, it's going to sound like the boringest game of all time. <laughs> um, but pretty much what you do <laughs> is you just do chores every day. Like your 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 whole mission is to try to build up your island. So it's a game that you cannot beat in one day. Like it's a it's a repetitive game. So you have to go on and do at least so much stuff every day. Like go on and tend your like ten flowers or cut down trees or, build, or plant trees and locate houses and do what you're like kind of do chores um i know it sounds stupid but it's super addicting <laughs> you might you know what i might have to get that game it sounds like a good game for me i would have to try that yeah um and, now um, i'm sorry go ahead no, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, so I, that's pretty much what I've been doing. I'm gaming a lot, and then I took like two or three weeks off because I was kind of going through the whole like, oh, this this uh, this sucks. I'm losing out content for for the podcast, and then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna start doing them over the phone. So that's so today is kind of like the uh, I was supposed to do one yesterday, but I kind of had some family issues arise and some uh, stuff going on where I just felt like I wasn't in the right mindset to do it. Uh, so today's like the first day where I'm gonna really start grinding out. So I have like I have you scheduled for now, and then later on tonight I have an interview. Then I have two tomorrow. Um, then I have two on Monday. Uh, I'm doing one on Tuesday, and then our normal scheduled show. So the two shows I'm doing like pretty much every single day from now till I think the thirtieth, I'm doing like two shows a day just to kind of keep myself busy and nice. and, and create content and talk to people and trying to trying to you know if I can't go out and meet people I'll just do it this way you know. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Yeah. Um, so we learned a little bit about your goals and some of your some of your struggles. Um, when have you have you ever has any of your your uh, your mental health issues or your disabilities affected you in like in social standards? Like, has it ever gotten you any any situations? Well, yeah, I can honestly say, like, just recently, I um, I had surgery, and like. When I have surgery and I come out of anesthesia, I'm starting to realize I have I say things that I don't mean, and it was funny. This is where it was kind of funny, but like kind of like whoa, where did that come from? Yeah. Um. So, uh, four weeks ago, uh, um, I had surgery, and the nurse asked me, Jordan, how'd you get here today? And I said, on oh, my camel. <laughs> and she's like, huh? And she goes, yeah. I'm like, on oh, my camel. She goes, really? I'm like, yeah, it's a five speed. And 
I said some things after that, and she, well, they were laughing. And I said, don't laugh at me. And then I started crying. Wow. And then I... You got, you got yeah, a little was, emotional. <laughs> yeah, and then um, I was uh, staying with a friend, and him and I, we... Uh, we um, didn't see eye to eye on things and we kind of got into heated arguments already and, and things went wonky there and I, he said something and I, I went into seeing red, black, blue and then all of a sudden I saw black and all I remember is just snapping out of it and all I saw was me just in, in my room with a door barricaded. And I can honestly say, um, uh, with me being quarantined and me being tied up and couldn't do anything because of surgery, I was, um, I would take my meds one, one day I would take my morning meds. And then at nighttime, I wouldn't take my nighttime meds. And then one day I would take my nighttime meds. And then I wouldn't take my morning meds. So you're off, you're, you're off kilter I, a little bit. Yeah, and then I would also and drink my – I would drink alcohol. Ooh, and not good. I, 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 it was pretty bad. I would do it heavily. Um, I would drink two bottles of wine, and I would kill the bottles. And then after that, I would be done, and then I'd go upstairs and just crash. And then the next night, I would be smoking cigarettes, and then – and the sad thing is, I quit. I haven't done that stuff since 2017, and it really knocked me around. Yeah. But now I haven't. I haven't touched it since, like I said, uh, since two weeks ago. Nice, good. Well, that's good for you. I think maybe with the stuff you're taking and 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 your this is not me. I just coming from just like an outside standpoint, maybe like you're still, you're still learning your, your mind and learning your, your temper or learning some, uh, your mental, the mental stuff, mental side of things or your emotional side of things. And I think maybe adding, um, the alcohol and everything else is just probably not a good idea. And also I, um, moved out of where I was at and I can honestly say that helped too. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so uh, what else are you kind of into like when you're not you're on your own what are some things you're 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 a fan of or you enjoy doing or you know you said you you are a gamer a little bit but is there anything else you kind of you, is kind of your relief or your your stress relief or you can go there and kind of unwind with Um I also am a sports fanatic I I I love um playing football I wa- love watching football Who's your Tennessee team? Titans are my favorite team Oh the T- Titans okay Yep the Tennessee Titans um, my favorite uh, hockey team, the Nashville Predators. Okay. Uh, for baseball, the Miami Marlins. And for NBA, it's the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Memphis Grizzlies. Wow. You're all over the place. How did you land all those teams as your favorite? Because usually a lot of people are like, oh, um, I, I went to a game and became a fan, or I live in this state, so this team has become my favorite. Um, growing up watching these players and uh, uh, they grew on me and then when they got traded or when they went into free agency, I just stood by the team. 
uh, or where I, I'm not one of those where they oh they had to go they went to this team and now I have to stay with them and that's who I like. Yeah, I still I'm not like that. I'm yeah I like that player, but I just don't like that team. Yeah, it's just um for an example, I mean I liked the Nashville Predators since 1999. But well, I know because they I was. Um, very little when they came out and they, because I didn't know who they were in 1998, but when I was in 1999, that's how, it, when I started really liking them because that's when they got their start in the league in 1998. And then for the Miami Marlins, I mean, I liked when Josh Beckett played for them, Miguel Cabrera, mm-hmm. Derek Lowell, uh, Carlos Delgado, Ivan Rodriguez, but um, and then Sean Carlos Stanton nice. and uh, Christian Yelich. Yeah, I'm not a baseball guy, so a lot of these names, I I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't I don't know any of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't but, follow um, a lot of baseball. No, I mean, that's okay. But um, my other favorite sport is professional wrestling. I was on the wrestling team when I was in school. Mm-hmm. Well, professional wrestling uh, and and high school wrestling favorite. are kind of. Little, little out of the same league, but I, def- I definitely get where you. Co- there's a little correlation there. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, my favorite wrestling show now, and I mean, I'm glad the Undertaker came back as a biker. I really am. That made his character revive again, mm-hmm. which is really cool. I think he needed that because he's been the dead man for since 2004, and he kind of needed a refresh. Do you, but, listen, uh, do you listen to wrestling show? Do you listen to our show, uh, Tornado Tag Podcast? Uh, not yet, but I have to check it out. Then. Yeah, you gotta check it out. I think you'll really like it. Our newest episode. Well, I know, like I said, people listening back to this, um, are gonna be way behind. But the the lead the, la- the latest episode that just came out, we talk about all the people who got cut, and then we talk about um, mm-hmm. where we think they're gonna go and stuff. So I'm really proud of that episode. I thought it was a really good one. But we have a good staff of people who are on the show. And I think they're pretty educated and. We have two people who are actually wrestlers that are on the show with us, so it's uh, I think you'll enjoy it. You should check it out. Will do. And my, uh, I was actually training to be a professional wrestler down in, or in my area. Oh, nice. Where at? Uh, the it's called the Dungeon with Mark Mess. Okay. Yeah. Good yeah. old Mark. Yeah, they do. Mark. They have a they have a feder- a, a promotion that I uh, that I use. I go to a lot, and I. I been getting content with them is uh, outbreak wrestling yeah. Oh, okay yeah mark's a good guy yes he is he, he's a really humble guy he he's willing to train and willing to help you he's very nice and i have nothing bad to say about him and his brother troy they're they're yeah, two very, great people i agree yeah they're very very cool people um so what what uh so you said you're a wwe guy right Actually, no, not anymore. I'm actually more of a AEW guy. Oh, you jump ship. Yep. Awesome. What about AEW? Um, would, do you like? I actually like that they're young yet, and they're bringing in a lot of good people. Um, it, 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 like I was surprised when I saw Jake the Snake Roberts. I was like, oh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Who uh, Who's your favorite? Uh, my favorite. Who's your favorite? Some of your favorite talent right now. I, I really like Sammy Guevara. He's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Jericho, by far. Um, he's the goat. 
Yes, he is. Um, I also like um, Jake Hager. He doesn't do much for me, but like, I, I can definitely see how people like Jake Hager. Mm, he's very funny, too. Yeah. Um, John Moxley, I like, too. He's a or the uh, WWE goat, as I call him, from AEW. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're going to consider anyone um, the WWE goat to that show, it's definitely Jericho. I mean, Jericho, he's been in WWE a lot longer than Moxley has. Correct. Yeah. If you if you uh, want to talk about backyard wrestling goat, that's John Moxley right there too. Yeah, he was like a death match guy, but those type of matches don't do they don't do anything for me. I, something about watching a guy take a razor blade and bleed all over the place. I, sign me. I, I, I I'll avoid those shows all day long. I'm not a fan of that stuff. Yeah, my um, I would love just to see and just to kind of see this, but I don't think they'll do it. But I'd be surprised to see an invasion between uh, AEW and WWE. Oh, it will never happen. <laughs> never, never will. Yeah. Not anytime soon. Um, I think you have a more of a chance of seeing maybe like New Japan or Ring of Honor and AEW work together. But I don't see. Um, a place where I mean, AEW isn't against it, but um, we the the higher powers of WWE would not don't they don't play ball with other federations really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would be. I was surprised when Billy Gunn jumped the ship. I was like, whoa. Yeah, I actually met Billy Gunn not too long ago. He's a cool dude. Oh wow! Yeah, I uh, I met Kevin Nash. He's huge. Billy Gunn's huge. I, uh, I bet he's super tall and he's jacked. He's one of the biggest human beings I think I've ever I ever seen. Like unexpectedly, he was just like <laughs> standing there, and I was like, "Holy hell, you're you're a large individual." <laughs> I met Kevin Nash, Gene Snitsky. Yeah, he's a big dude too. Gene, he, he looks great too. Yeah, he he, uh, he I had uh, to look up. I was like, he looks better now than he did when he was in wrestling. Mm-hmm. His workout is minute. I met uh, Mick Foley, which was a really cool guy. Very cool guy. Yeah, I've never met him, but I would love to. Funny story when we were when I I met him before the signing, and after the signing, and during the signing too. It, when we were, when I was in the line for the signing, it was just him just sitting there waiting for somebody to come up. <laughs> Yeah, right. Excuse me. Yep, just had a little tickle in my throat. But um, it was funny. Um, he's sitting there rocking back and forth like he would when mankind would be in him. Mm-hmm. And I did the bang bang, and he does that too. And I was like, oh, that was awesome. Yeah, the cactus jack. What's that? Yeah, the cactus jack. He goes to uh, he goes to Knobles a lot too. He's a big fan of Knobles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would love to see him there. Yeah. If I ever seen him there, though, I, I don't think I'd bother him. I would just like, oh, there's Mick Foley. Like, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not the type of person. If I see people in public, I don't really don't bother them. Yeah. Because I, I know some of them get offended when you do that. Yeah. They're like with their family and stuff. I'm not trying to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I met, um, I just, in recently, um, I don't meet a lot of people because I'm not, I'm not the type of person who like, 
I think I've ever done one set, like sit like a few, like a handful of times where I went to like an autograph signing. But I I don't I can care less if I have your signature. I'm more of a person like, oh, I would like to just shake your hand and say thank you type person. Like I met Jerry Lawler. That was all right. Um, he he said some stuff that kind of off put me. I'm not gonna lie. He uh he came off kind of ignorant in a way. I mean he was nice, but he was like saying stuff. Um, we'll just say one white guy to another style stuff that I, mm-hmm. I was I, I wasn't super fond of. Um, so I was like, cool man, oh, wow. and I walked away. Yeah. Um, uh, then I met uh, uh the Brooklyn Brawler. He was a nice dude. I met, uh, I got to talk to the Headbangers. They're really, really cool. Talked to Rhino a little bit. He was kind of quiet. He didn't say much, but he seemed nice. I got to talk to Devon Dudley a little bit. Um, I think I offended him. Because <laughs> uh, he has two sons, and his two sons are uh, our tag team. And I'd be like, man, you know, mm-hmm. what better what better way to have a new tag team come up is have, you know, they're two boys of one of the greatest tag teams of all time. So, uh I was like, "Hey, man, how how the how your kids doing? Are they are they in the NXT yet?" And he's like, "Well, they're here and there. They're working on some stuff. They'll should be in NXT very soon." And I was like, "Awesome!" I said, "We'll keep them in NXT. I I wouldn't move them up to Raw, um, because they don't know how to they don't know how to write for the tag team division up there." And he looked at me and goes, "You do realize I am one of the writers of Raw?" Oh, you got a lot of background noise there, man. Oops, sorry. Oh, that's all right. Um. It just I said that bleeds through pretty heavy. Um, I, he's like, I'm one of the lead writers of Raw and the tag team division. I said, well, I said, well, then why the hell would you? You said, well, then you need to fix things, man, because you you have so many talented tag team divisions, and the tag team division is a joke. I said, you have Braun Strowman going out there and beating your entire tag division in one night multiple times. I said, get your shit together. <laughs> and he just kind of looked at me, and I walked <laughs> away from him. Um, yeah, and then I met Enzo. Enzo more. Enzo was awesome. I was a big fan of. I liked him a lot, but meeting him, he was really cool. Nice. Yeah. But uh, is there anything else you want to cover or talk about before we let you go here? I don't want to keep you too, too oh, long. That's it. Awesome. Well, I appreciate the support and, and watching the show, and uh, I hope you uh, I hope you tune in to Tornado Tag and give it a shot and let me know what you think about it. Will do. Awesome. Well, thank you for calling in, and uh, and we'll, and uh, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys next time on Interviews with Everyday People. Sleeping on this floor.